Welcome to the Mayo Clinic Cardiovascular Continuing Medical Education Podcast. Join us each week to discuss the most pressing topics in cardiology and gain valuable insights that can be directly applied to your practice. Good day, everybody. This is Kyle Clarich uh, in Rochester, Minnesota. I'm a cardiologist and vice chair of the Department of Cardiovascular Medicine. And today I am pleased to be with Dr. Juan Crestinello for our topics on interview with the experts. Dr. Crestinello is a professor of surgery and the chair of the Department of Cardiovascular Surgery here in Rochester. And I had the great pleasure of working with him, uh, not only clinically, but also on the scholarly activity side, and now today with one of our interviews. So Juan, it's great to have you here today. Thank you, Kyle. We're going to talk today about whom should an LVOT and or root enlargement be performed at the time of an aortic valve replacement. And this is uh, something I think a lot of our listeners will be interested in. First of all, though, I think just to make sure that everybody's on the same page, can you just describe what a root enlargement is? Yes, uh, thank you, Kyle. So uh, the aortic root enlargement is a procedure that we commonly perform that allows us to place a larger valve in the aortic position. As uh, you all are aware, the aortic valve sits in the aortic annulus and placing an aortic prosthesis in that annulus uh, creates some inefficiencies because of the size of the stent that makes the effective orifice of the valve smaller than the native LVOT. So by doing an aortic root enlargement, that allows us to place a larger valve to uh, have a larger orifice area that prevents uh, having a significant gradient across the LVOT and therefore having a better hemodynamics for the valve. And this is uh, made technically by enlarging uh, the aortic root, usually with a pericardial patch that allows us to place a, a larger valve. Is that uh, also part in part that you enlarge the LVOT, the left ventricular outflow tract as well, or is that a separate part of that? And are they, or are they both done at the same time? Well, we, we actually, we do both at the same time as we do the, the root enlargement. We extend the aortotomy uh, beyond the aortic valve annulus into the anterior leaflet of the mitral valve. And that allowed us to enlarge not only the annulus, but also the LVOT, and therefore make both larger and uh, improve the hemodynamics of the LVOT and the aortic valve prosthesis. So by obviously enlarging the root, you're getting a bit bigger valve, and that's hemodynamically better for the patient. But how do you decide um, which patients to do an aortic root enlargement and which ones to not do a, a root enlargement? Because I'm assuming we don't do it on every single patient. Is that correct? No, we don't do it in every single patient. But in those patients who had a small LVOT and a small aortic valve annulus and a small aortic root, who normally are, are a, a, a small a females, or patients on whom had a large uh, body surface area and there's a mismatch between the 
the size of the patient and the size of the aortic valve annulus and the LVOT. In those patients, we tend to do a, an aortic root enlargement in order to place a larger valve that matches the cardiac output that that patient requires to place through that uh, valve. Well, that makes sense. So is there a risk involved that we have to be counseling our patients about at the time that we would do the, the root enlargement? Does it increase the length of the surgery or the risk to the patient? Well, the, the risk associated with the procedure is, is minimal. Uh, we do this commonly, by probably more than one or two of these procedures a week. And it obviously extends the time of the surgery by about uh, 15 to 20 minutes. But it is not really associated with a, a substantial risk, neither an increased risk of bleeding or increased risk of uh, mortality from the operation. So overall, it's a very safe procedure and it is associated with significant advantages to prevent the mismatch between the, the valve and the, and the patient and, and improve the hemodynamics, therefore. Is there a sort of a minimum size of a valve that you would um, say this valve, we, we wouldn't want to go below this size valve for, or is it all based on the patient uh, body surface area? How do you make that decision? Ideally, we should try to place a 23 millimeter valve or, or larger in every patient. That assures that the hemodynamics will be, uh, will be adequate. But we don't definitely we don't want to go below uh, a valve size of uh, of twenty one unless it's an extremely small patient. Normally, we index the body surface area to the effective orifice, the prosthesis, which is a pre-measure number for each one of the type of a prosthesis, and we want that ratio between the effective orifice area and the body surface area of the patient to be greater than 0.86. If we're not able to achieve that, in those situations, we do root enlargement. I guess so many of our patients have had surgeries done when they were younger, and maybe now they need a new valve replacement. Can you do a root enlargement, say you thought, or maybe they're coming back because they actually have patient processes mismatch because it's something that we've probably had more attention paid to in recent years. But I'm wondering, is it possible if it's a redo? surgical aortic valve, can you do a root enlargement then? Yes, absolutely. So it, it is a, usually performed in, in patients who had a previous uh, aortic valve replacement. And in fact, it facilitates the operation by uh, helping us to reconstruct part of the annulus that can be damaged by removing the previous prosthesis, but also it helps us at the same time to place a larger valve. And as you say, patient prosthesis mismatch is a common indication for a redo aortic valve a replacement. That's great. I, you know, I, I know that redo surgeries are a little bit harder than the first time. And so it's good to know that you can actually improve uh, the hemodynamics at, even at the second surgery. What are alternatives? Are there, or are there any alternatives to aortic root enlargement? Well, another effective uh, way to enlarge the, the aortic root is to perform a, a full root replacement, which is a, a slightly larger operation in terms of the magnitude of the, of the surgery than doing an aortic root enlargement and aortic valve replacement. However, it is also 
very effective, uh, particularly since it allowed us to, as, as well as in the, in the root enlargement, to place a larger valve and also to reposition the ocean of the coronary arteries, which allowed us potentially some advantages in the future if the patient would require a valve in valve. Great. Well, the, I think we've heard a lot of very good points that you want to try to place the largest valve possible, but you wouldn't want everyone should have a goal of 23 millimeter valve, and that can be achieved by an aortic root enlargement, and that is extended down into the LVOT in, in most cases, I guess, is what you're saying. Am I correct there? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. It's It extends a time, but not that much. 15, 20 minutes doesn't sound that terribly increased in time that the patient has for surgery, considering the long-term benefits that you would get from the re, uh, root enlargement uh, with an aortic valve replacement. It can be done on re reduce too. So those are all really important points. Are there any other points you'd like to make? I want to highlight the three major take-home messages uh, from the advantage in terms of why to do a root enlargement. One is to avoid patient prosthesis mismatch and give that patient better uh, hemodynamics and better functional capacity and, and better uh, long-term survival. Potentially also to allow for valving valve in the future and prevent structural valve deterioration of the prosthesis because this is not a point that we touched before, but we know that the smaller valves with a patient higher gradients last a, a shorter amount of time than a, than a larger valve. Well, that's all very important. Thank you for making those points. And thank you for taking time out of your very busy surgical schedule with interviews with the experts today coming from Rochester, Minnesota. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Feel free to share your thoughts and suggestions about the podcast by emailing cvselfstudy at mayo.edu. Be sure to subscribe to the Mayo Clinic Cardiovascular CME podcast on your favorite platform and tune in each week to explore today's most pressing cardiology topics with your colleagues at Mayo Clinic. This has been a Mayo Clinic podcast.